Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Mark D'Souza Shields. Mark, are you ready to do this? Always ready, George. It's a pleasure. Excellent. Let's do this. Mark is the founder of ES Global Consulting, which focuses on food, rural development, and inclusive economic finance. He is also the author of Invest Like You Give a Damn. I'm excited to have you on the show, Mark. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, the personal life is uh, interesting because I'm a Canadian, but I've lived 20 years in Mexico. Uh, we're just south of Mexico City here and always wanted to work internationally. But prior to uh, doing that, uh, we did a lot of work, uh, my company, uh, as well as uh, heading an, a non-governmental organization in Canada called the Social Investment Organization, focusing on just this. How do you harness you know, money to, to make a happier and healthy world. Uh, you know, we tend to use the word sustainable a lot or sustainable development a lot, but really what we're aiming for is uh, a happier and healthy world. So that's kind of been what I've devoted my life to. I've written a couple books on it. Uh, all my consulting with United Nations and other institutions like the World Bank or whatnot have focused on it as well. So Essentially, you know, one of those uh, hippie guys that started out, you know, trying to save the world by not shaving or using, you know, expensive environmental products that didn't quite work uh, to somebody who said, no, wait a minute, there's more powerful means to doing that. And, and you should we, we should all avail ourselves, particularly of our savings, our portfolios to, to either gently or radically push companies towards uh, act, produ uh, production activities that actually support a happier and healthier world because that's ultimately what we all want, right? I, I think that that's what most of us want, certainly. So, well, I think that that's awesome. I'm just, I, it popped into my head, how, how does one even get started consulting to the United Nations? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a lot of bad things in the press recently about the United Nations, and I just want to give a shout out to them. Yes, it's a bureaucracy, and yes, it's, it's got its problems, and, and, and it needs to do things better, but gosh, it's been a wonderful influence in the world, and I know certainly I have benefited by interacting with them. The, the way you get started is like anything else, George, and I'm sure that you've seen this in your own career. You start. You have a vision about what you want to do, and you, and you try to do your very best. You keep learning. And then all of a sudden, one day it happens. And uh, and I've been very fortunate. I've, I've worked with a number of agencies within the UN. And in fact, I had many other clients in my consulting firm. And I have decided to work almost exclusively now with what's called the International Fund for Agricultural Development. It's an agency of the United States. It's a sovereign fund. That means it lends to governments with all the wonderful things that go along there. Um, and that's often why I get to go in and, and consult, because they want help with governments trying to do the right thing. And I tell you, I, I, all around the world, I'm heading off to Bangladesh next week, uh, all around the world I've seen amazing heroes that have done amazing jobs in horrible situations that you know we can't even uh, imagine living in, let alone going in and trying to help out. And so uh, it's been a, it's been an honor to help these people 
try to make their countries better. And, you know, popular press likes to find the problems, but there's been so many successes that we've been able to see. And if I can just take half a second, the, the project I'm going to look at in Bangladesh um, is about infrastructure, building small markets so women and low-income people have a place to actually sell their products rather than sitting on the side of the road. It's been immeasurably successful because of one, uh, this team that this guy put together, an engineer, um, Mr. Lufer in uh, Dhaka in Bangladesh. And it's just people like him that really make you want to do a better job for yourself. Well, I certainly appreciate that, and I appreciate you doing that kind of work because <laughs> it's, like you said, oftentimes we're only hearing about the crappy stuff that's going on in the world and not yep. not not the good stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that that's fantastic. Um, if you would, kind of give us a, a definition or what it means what, what sustainable and, re- and responsible okay. investment is? Well, it's a term that I don't like very much because it means a lot. <laughs> and it means a lot to people who work in the area, but it means not very much to other people. That's why I use the term happier and healthier world. I mean, think about it. What makes you happy and healthy in your family? A uh, 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 safe, vibrant community in which to live and work? Uh, a job that's dignified and pays a living wage at a minimum, more, more better. <laughs> right. uh, pristine environments that you can either live in or you can visit, you know. And uh, an economy that produces and, and consumes in a way, you know, that allows us to pursue happier and healthier world in our daily lives. And it, it's a big challenge to have a sustainable economy you think about the huge, massive, and quite frankly, frightening uh, scenarios for climate change. Um, and, and you go, well, gee, what can I do uh, to, to help change climate change or to help change anything, really, whatever interests you as a, as a person? What are your values? What can I do through my investments to actually help, in a big way or a small way, make those changes happen? Um, and it, in, in a way, if you bring it down to the personal level, you can say, look, what, what are your values? And, say, and, and everybody has different values and different priorities. So they might say, look, I, I'm really unhappy about buying cheap stuff that's made by people who are losing their fingers because there's no you know, on-the-job security or they're being exploited, et cetera, et cetera. And if that's your issue, you can drill down into your portfolio and find companies that are either doing things to try and change that kind of supply chain activity or avoid the companies that are doing the very worst. I think that that's such a, it's, it's a way better way to describe the work you're doing than SRI number one. So I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> and ev- everything you just described is very much, I believe what everybody wants. Um, Don't you think, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And the reality of it is if we just did focus on what our individual footprint is and minimizing the bad stuff and maximizing the good aspects of our communities. If everybody did that, then the world would just by or just just the way that it would be would would become a better place. So absolutely, George. And you know, a lot of people. I looked at your website and I saw that you're you're really about how how to help people do stuff, which is is fantastic. And you know, I I, I it, a lot of it resonated with me. And what, the one thing that I like the most about what you're talking about in some some of your other podcasts is that, you know, people ought to save. And people ought to save money uh, not just because 
you know, they're fearful or want to be prepared for the future. Um, those are good reasons. Not the fear so much, but you know, being prepared in the future, wanting to retire well. Um, but one of the things that I say for sustainable and responsible investments, a healthier and happier world, is is if you save more, you can invest more. And your investment money has a heck of a lot of potential good that it can do without you having to really do anything. One of my favorite examples, George, is um, Pax Elevate Women's uh, Large Cap Fund by the from the Pax family of funds, P8X. I'm plugging them. Um, it, what you know? I have a 15-year-old daughter. She's sandwiched between a 13-year-old son and a 17-year-old son. All my kids are are really accomplished as teenagers, and I want my daughter to be able to continue her growth through her career on an equal footing as my boys. You know, and so. I love this fund, Pax Elevate. Um, you know, if you're interested in any fund or any company that I mentioned, you know, do your homework. I'm not making a recommendation, but um, I like this because what it does is it tells people that we can actually make quite simple changes or influences within the, you know, the, the large company environment, both at the board level, the CEO level, and the uh, executive level, and, uh, and and it encourages companies. Uh, to hire women in these places. And this is really important because women have a different perspective to the economy than men. And they actually uh, are a little bit more open and receptive to a collaborative economy, which I'm pretty sure you know, George, that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. You know, companies, governments, NGOs, sorry, non-governmental organizations um, are all starting to collaborate on different forms of economic, economic activity. And that's really important that you have the broad... Uh, representation within uh, companies, not just women, but diversity generally. It's also an international economy. That's that's what it's going to be. And so the more a company is prepared for that, the more opportunities there are going to be for women or people of, of diverse backgrounds. And this is fantastic. Um, the nice thing about that, though, is that Jetpacks, just like a lot of uh, SRI funds, has fantastic um uh, financial performance. So let's just take uh, 2017, for example. PAX was the 36th, or rather the 26th best performing fund of its type out of 1,372 funds rated by Morningstar. Awesome. Now, if that, if that doesn't make you happy, I don't know what will. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's basically tracked in 2017, basically tracked the standards and poor. Uh, index. So uh, it's got it, in February. I think it was at twenty five percent. Now that's down, obviously, year 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 to year because uh, of what's been going on recently in political circles. But um, essentially, the, these kinds of funds, and there is about fifteen hundred or so mutual funds and uh, exchange traded funds that are very simple to get into, not very costly, uh, and that have com great competitiveness. Um, and so, if you're interested, it's it's quite a simple thing to do. Excellent. So I think that as people learn more about this this approach to investing, that they will be interested in doing it. And I think that you just addressed one of the concerns is, well, can I actually make money doing this? And you mentioned that the PAX fund has been successful and has had solid returns and is highly rated by independent agencies like Morningstar. But is there a certain kind of person that says, okay, well, do I need to, to be a high-income person or do I have to be affluent to do this? Well, no, you don't have to be. I mean, and, and you shouldn't you shouldn't wait to do most things if you're not affluent. I mean, the whole idea 
uh, here is just to get started, and it's quite easy to do that. One in the book, uh, Invest Like You Give a Damn. One of the chapters I wrote was getting over the inertia or stopping the the devil of inertia, and uh, and it's doctors like to do this, and, and they use a psychological trick of getting you started. So they, a good doctor will give you a set of of your prescriptions. Uh, say it's penicillin or some kind of antibiotic. Uh, they'll give it to you right there in the office and make you take the first pill right in front of them. And that overcomes your internal sense of inertia to start taking your pills. And typically, well, 70% more people finish their antibiotic regimes if they're seen by the doctor to take the first pill, which is fantastic. So we just applied that in the book. And there's this uh, organization called the uh, Calvert Family of Funds. It's out of Washington, D.C. They have a huge array of funds. But they also had a foundation that started many, many years ago, and now it's called the, it used to be the Calvert Foundation, now it's Calvert Impact Investment. People will find that term around, impact investment, it just means trying to have an impact on a particular social or environmental or cultural issue. Um, anyways, you can go on to Calvert uh, uh, Impact Investment on their website, and for $50, you can start your social investment activities for 50 bucks. And they're the highest impact. You can invest in, uh, in a fund that will uh, invest in low-income housing in Georgia, uh, organic ranching in uh, the west of the United States, or microcredit uh, for women in South America. Uh, there's different ways of doing it. Um, and, and that's a real great uh, investment. What happens typically after you make that investment, George, is you go and you, you your social events. Maybe you go to church or you go to a barbecue or cocktail party, whatever. You tend to brag about that. Not brag. You, t you want to let people know sure. that you've done this. And that's the best thing you can possibly do. The more people that do this, the more powerful the change will be. And we've heard stories of Goldman Sachs not having a single SRI product, get a bunch of phone calls from individuals, and all of a sudden Goldman Sachs has what? Impact funds. It's fantastic to see the power of your vote, your voice, you know, changing something in the economy. So I, I really, um, I really uh, do encourage people to just take an investment. And if you have a financial advisor, a lot of middle-income people have them. Just go and gently say to them, look, here's a couple of articles or here's a book that shows that we can do this. Can you please do this for me? And if they don't want to do it for you, they, you should start looking for a different advisor. But most of the time, the advisors will say, hey, this is new, even though it's not particularly new. And they'll say, hey, this is another way I can get more clients. So you can be a, a market agitator, as a promoter, or advocate at the same time. I like it. Okay. So... I think that's all, that's all excellent advice, and I believe that that your book um, is really considered to be a guide for people to yep. start making these kinds yep. of investments. And I imagine it's I also imagine that it walks people through the process of trying to figure it out, or figure out what they really value or what things they'd really like to, if possible, have an impact in. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It was written as a do-it-yourself to a certain extent. Um, you can be as active or passive about doing it yourself as well. You, as I mentioned, you can go to your financial advisor and say, hey, look, I just want this. Or you can go to your uh, company uh, uh, 401k sign-up. The I guess enrollment you, book. The enrollment book. Thank you. 
<laughs> it's early, and um, and you can you can say no. I, I want to get out of this exchange traded fund, and I want to go into this other one, which has some social and environmental considerations attached to it. That's easy to do. Um, and you know, again, if you have your own um, if you have your own uh, trading account, uh, I really urge you to look at Morningstar because they do have basic sustainability ratings, and they're free to use. And if you buy the uh, premium service it's even better i mean i have the premium and um and i use it all the time uh, and it's not that hard to do one thing that i do do in the book that's very helpful i think is that uh, i say to you in the first step define your values what do you want for a happier and healthier world and pick three maybe your top three and then there's a guide in one of the appendices to sort of translate that into sri uh, language because the nomenclature is quite different uh that uh, the social, uh, the SRI professionals will use. So there's a bit of a translator there. It's not as good as Google, but it, it works. Nice. Awesome. Well, Mark Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I, I, it's a great question. I love the question, <laughs> George. Uh, uh, I really do. And I don't think my tip will be all that uh, surprising. Is anything that you value in life Anything that you value in life, you will try to support or advocate on behalf of or pursue in one way or another. And the more you value something, the more you will do that, the more you will nurture that. And that's so fundamentally important to how you buy things and how you invest. And if you want to have a healthier and happier world, pick the three things that make you super happy. Bicycling, advancing women. Uh, gun control, the three things that you think are going to make you happy in life, trust those values to guide what you do as an economic being. Well, I think that understanding what you're most passionate, what your values are, and what makes you happiest, and actually putting pen to paper is probably some of the best advice you can ever give anybody. So that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, well Mark. Mark, thanks so much for coming on. Where can where can Savage Nation learn more about you and your work, and where can they find the book? Well, uh, you can find the book on the ubiquitous Amazon.com, but if you are at all interested in community development and small publishers, go to my publishing company, as New Society uh, Publishers. Uh, it's a fantastic outfit. costs a tiny bit more, but it supports uh, all the sustainability titles they have in their catalog. Um, you can find me at the uh, the sustainablecentury.net, uh, and the tagline there is the Sustainable Century by Design or Disaster, and we get to choose. Nice. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mark your appreciation, and check out his website, buy a copy of the book, and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas like these. Thank you again, Mark. Oh, it's been a pleasure, George. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!